Hello, friends. This is Pastor Anthony L. Fletcher from Redeemed Ministries. I would like to invite you to listen to our podcast. It is a Christian-based podcast designed to bridge the Word of God to modern-day culture to show its relevance and its permanence throughout all generations. Why don't you listen and enjoy? Be blessed. Hi, my podcast listeners. We live in a culture that deeply desires to know the future. This has always been the case. The disciples approach Jesus and ask him to give information concerning the future. You will be astonished to know what he told them. Today's message is taken out of Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 1 through 14. The title, Sign of the Times. Please enjoy this podcast already in progress. Uh, you know, we live in a society that has a hunger and a thirst to know about the future. And it's always been that way. Uh, in our text today, we see Jesus and his disciples uh, having a conversation. And just like today, the disciples wanted to know about the future. They wanted to know uh, when would Jesus come back to establish his, his kingdom here on earth. And you'll be astonished to find out what he told them. Hi, I'm Pastor Anthony L. Fletcher of the Redeemed Ministries Bible Church. I thank you for joining us live. Those of you that are not a part of the family that have been coming to visit us on Sunday mornings, we thank you uh, for being here this morning. Uh, we're here today uh, and we're going to talk about uh, the sign of the times. Uh, if we notice a lot of things are going on uh, in our society today and across the world. Amen. But what does this actually mean? So we want to talk about that today. Those of you who have joined us live, uh, uh, why don't you send us comments, type your amens, your hallelujahs. Even if you have questions, please type out your questions and I promise to get back with you a little later today. Send us a thumbs up, show us some love. Uh, today's text is found in the 24th chapter of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and we will be working with verses uh, 1 through 14 today, but I'm not going to read all 14 verses, but we will be working with those first uh, 14 verses of the 24th chapter of Matthew. And for your hearing, uh, let me just read verses 4, 5, 6, and 7 for your hearing. I'll be reading uh, from the King James Version. And it reads thusly, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many of you. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Again, today we want to talk about the sign of the times. You know, um, this pandemic that we've been going through the last two and a half, three months uh, is very um, mind blowing. I mean, I've never been in a place where uh, you have to stay at home and you have to wear a mask out in public. 
and things of that sort. Um, uh, you hear wars and rumors of wars. Just this morning, I uh, heard that North Korea fired some shots in South Korea, on the South Korea side. Uh, uh, things that's happening over in the East and, and things of that sort. All these things are predicted by scripture. I want you to understand the Bible is the reigning champion. I mean, it's the best seller, uh, no matter how many times people try to get rid of it or whatever, but it's uh, the book that is a living word. And when you look and study the Bible, it tells you things that's gonna happen over 2000 years ago. It's the living word and we see seeing these things come to pass. Uh, but in our text today, we see that Jesus Christ was having a conversation with his disciples. And in that conversation, they posed him a question uh, because Jesus was letting them know that he, he has to go away. He will be going away and uh, he will establish a kingdom. And, and remember, they, they, they were excited about this Messiah. And, and so the disciples wanted to know when, when will you, when you, when you come and establish your, your kingdom on earth. So it's important the things that Jesus begins to tell them in the 24th chapter of Matthews, and I will be using other uh, uh, verses as well. As a matter of fact, in that book as well, uh, the religious leaders asked Jesus, when will uh, this time come? And Jesus said, look, if you can look in the sky and see a cloud about the size of a fist and you can tell that it's going to storm, of course, you'll be able to look at the things around you and can tell when Jesus Christ will return. Uh, this message is not used for a scare tactic. It's just to give you information for those of us that are in the household of faith to make sure that our things are in order. Amen. And then for those individuals that has not trusted Jesus in the pardon of their sins, is for them to know, look, these things are happening for a reason. And we still can't tell you when the end is coming, but we can show you that it is near. Amen. In the fourth chapter of Matthew, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many of you. So what Jesus is saying that it is our responsibility to know the word. I talked about that last week. To know the word so you will have discernment to understand when someone is not telling the truth or not. Every, every information, all the information that we get, all the things that we gather in our minds, we should be able to put it up against the word of God and to test it to see if those things are true. Amen. That includes any man or woman that comes along saying that they're a teacher of the word and that what's going to happen or what we should do. We should always scrutinize individuals that tells us anything about the word of God, because, again, the Bible interprets the Bible. So Jesus tells the disciples, be careful. Take heed that no man deceive you. We got all the information we need not to be deceived as Christians. Amen. We got all the information that we need to share with our brothers and sisters, our co-workers that are not 
uh, in the household of faith to let them know, hey, look, this is not right. This is right. It's up to them to accept it. But we need to tell them the right things. Verse five, it says that for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many of you. Now, when you look at the scripture, what it's really saying is many shall come, not denying that he's Christ, but saying, I am Christ. Amen. And then uh, those individuals was deceived you just because you look the part, just because someone looks the part does not mean that they are holy or they are ministers from God. We have to be careful not to be deceived. So Jesus gives us warning. Then he says, goes on in verse six, he says, ye shall, ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See ye that ye be not troubled, for these things must come, but the end is not yet. How many times have we heard about wars, beginning of wars? I, I know uh, right before I was born, there was a real big scare uh, with the Russian. It was called the... Uh, 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 the missile crisis or something like that. And the United States was on end. The president at the time was President Kennedy. And and, and it, it, I heard it was just the world was was at end. The United States was just like uh, they was they was afraid. You know, people was really afraid at that time. Just like now, people are afraid at this time. We having a war with a virus, an invisible enemy that we cannot see, but we can see the results of. Like I said, again, just this morning, I heard that that North Korea fired shots over into South Korea. We see things that's happening in the East. We see all these things. It's always fighting somewhere. But the Bible says these things must be, but it is not the end yet. So we hear these things, but we can't let them trouble us. But for us as Christians, it just lets us know that, hey, Jesus can split the clouds and come back at any moment because these things are happening right in front of our eyes. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there should be famines, get this, pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Amen. Do I need to go further? We see that it's famines. They, they're talking now about the possibility of a food shortage. Meat plants are closing because of this virus. Uh, the farmers are losing a lot of their produce. Again, this is not to scare you because God will take care of his own. Amen. It's just to show you for the Christian, wow. These things are coming to pass. And this has not had been the first famine. It has not been the first pestilence. Uh, it has not been these things. But now you see these things. The Bible likens this to a woman having birth pains. And as soon as her water breaks, she goes into labor. Those pains become closer and closer together. And then after a while, boom, she gives birth. So these events in history are becoming closer and closer together. I remember a time where you really didn't hear so much things in the world that was massive. You know, uh, 
But now you're hearing things that are becoming closer and closer together, letting you know the end is near. It's just signs of the time. So it says famines, pestilences, different diseases. Again, we have a disease that we, we're really trying to put our heads together and figure out how to have victory over this, how to heal this. Amen. And we have earthquake in diverse places. You hear about earthquakes in different places and, and, and the, the magnitude of them are becoming stronger and stronger. Amen. Again, a sign of the times. Uh, people will deceive us again. False prophets will arise and deceive many. Here's another sign of the times that people will be led astray for false teachers. One deception that we see uh, is uh, being preached today in our world is that you can live any old type of way you want to live because God loves everyone. I hear that teaching. That's true. God does love everyone. But God loves us so much, he's going to give us exactly what we desired while we was living on earth. If you desire to live with him while you was on earth and you trusted his son, Jesus Christ, to forgive you for your sins and to turn your life around and live a righteous life, you will be with him in, in, in eternity. But if you chose to disregard the word of God, disregard God, disregard what Jesus Christ has done on the cross, you will live exactly as you did while you walked on this earth. You will spend eternity apart from him. So don't believe that teaching that you can live all type of way because God calls us to righteousness. Amen. There is no such thing as sin. I've heard that said before. There is only one sin and that's uh, and that is rejecting Jesus Christ. There's many sins, but that one and main sin, rejecting Jesus Christ, will cause you to die and live in a burning hell. Don't believe that there's no such thing as sin. Sin is real, and God does not grant it sin. There's no punishment because God is love, and he would never punish his children. There's another teaching that's out here. This touching is widespread, but just because God is a God of love does not diminish the fact that he is also a holy God and he demands a holy life. God calls us to be holy. Scripture says, be holy because I am holy. You see in verse 12, Matthew chapter 24, the love will grow cold. The love of many will wax cold. And here, here is a sign that we easily see in the world today. We see that it's evil in the world, and we must guard our hearts against evil and spirits from, born, uh, from growing cold like losing the fire. Amen. It's interesting how they use the word love will wax cold. Reminds me of, 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 of wax. Wax is a liquid as long as the element of fire uh, is in its presence, but soon as you remove that fire, it becomes hard. Amen. It doesn't change what it is. Wax is still wax, but the, the thing that, the element that makes it a liquid is fire. Amen. We're living at a time where churches are losing the fire. People are losing their fire, their passion about God, and, and they're beginning to adopt the world's thinking and they're beginning to uh, 
uh, not be as holy as God has called them to be holy, and they're beginning to accept anything and everything, and the love is waxing cold. We see that today in our society. Why is that happening? Because we're not guarding our heart against these things. We're becoming too busy. We're becoming busybodies. We, we, we're getting in too much business instead of being about God's business. And the scripture talks about this. We see this in the last days, and it's a sign of the times. There will be a great falling away. One thing we see uh, in this life is that people are not going to church like they used to go. Before this pandemic, people were not coming to church like they should because they believe, oh, I can worship God at home. Oh, I believe in the God. God, is, is, we have a personal relationship. I don't have to be in the church. Yeah, things are true that your relationship with God is personal, but if it's so personal, you know he's saying in his word, do not forsake yourself of fellowship. That's where you get your strength in the church. I'll know what to pray for you about. You'll know what to pray for me about. We form a family. That's what we're supposed to do in the church, not do what we want to do on Sunday mornings and, and, and say, hey, I don't have to be, I don't have to go to church. There's a great falling away in the church and people are doing what they want to do. And we got to realize these are signs of the time. We will have lost, lost zeal. In many churches today, you see just religion, just a form of godliness, the Bible says, that denies the power of God. For some, Sunday is just a ritual, not heartfelt experience of praise and worship in Jesus Christ. It's just something to do. Those of us that has not failed away and stopped coming to church, some that do come to church, it just becomes a experience. It's no longer praise and worship. People are not falling prostrate in front of God and asking for forgiveness. It's just something to do, like being in the country club. It's something to do on a Sunday morning. People have lost their zeal. Can this pandemic uh, be allowed for people to turn back to God? What a question. But my thing is, the Bible says it's a sign of the times. Lost witness. Concerns for souls and the kingdom of uh, advancing the church is not as important as people. It's about our presence, how we look, but it's not about soul saving. My father in the ministry, one of the greatest evangelists I've ever seen uh, that's not on TV Pastor Jesse Frazier, that's what he teaches, that's what he believes in soul saving because that's what it's all about. It's not about how you look, how you feel. It's not about how big your church is or where you worship. It's about going out and trying to invest in other individuals' lives and make sure that their soul is saved. That's what it's all about. That's what we have been commissioned to do. It's not about trying to make ourselves look big, but it's trying to make the kingdom of God look good. Amen? Amen? We have lost witness power. Second Peter 3, 3 and 4 says, here is one of the big, uh, says, uh, one of the, it's one of the big signs because it says people will mock the truth. 
Amen. People will mock the truth. The mocking of Christianity uh, today, the scuffing of the word of God is at an all-time high. You see it on te television programs. You hear it on podcasts. You see people just making fun of the word of God. They say it's no absolute truth. And that always puzzles me because I know of such thing and I know people believe that there's an absolute truth because I don't see people going out town, jumping off the building, saying there's no absolute truth because the law of gravity is going to show you that there is an absolute truth. Just because you don't believe it does not mean that there is no God. Your belief system does not change the fact that God is God and he's here and he's always been here. Just because we can't wrap our mind around that, we can't fathom that with our five senses, doesn't mean anything. That doesn't change who God is. But people mock the truth in our world today. They mock Christianity. People are skeptic of God's power. You tell them that God is good or you tell them how God has healed you, they'll blow it off to something else. Or you just got lucky. Or no, the doctors heal you, or 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 they blow it off. They refuse to believe that God takes care of His own. We live in a time where people are very skeptic of God. We live in a time that people are skeptic of His power. Amen. But now we see what happens when God backs off a situation. It takes His hand off of a situation, and we see how the world can get. Now, he hasn't completely left us, but we see how the world can get when he just backs up a little bit. God's power is remarkable. He's omnipotent, meaning he's all powerful, and there's nothing more powerful than God. Well, pastor, I, I, I disagree with that because why is he letting so many people suffer? Why is he letting so many people die? Why is he letting this happen? Why is he letting it happen? I'll tell you why. Because of sin. That's why. Because of sin. Amen. And we have to realize that. We have to realize that God will not be mocked. Another thing that like to make fun of Christianity and the power of God is media. Media loves to mock anything sacred or holy. It attacks abstinence. It attacks the traditional family. It attacks holy living. And it especially attacks the teaching that Christianity is the one true light of the world. Yes, they go against all those things. They teach that, no, you don't save sex for marriage. No, you just have sex with anybody. Have, just go out there and have fun. Yeah, that's, that's mocking Christianity. They teach that. You can see it again. All the television programs, all the sitcoms, you see that happening every day. There's many famous people that said that there's more than one way to God. But my Bible says the only way is through Jesus Christ. Because he says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. That's scripture. And another scripture, he says, I am the door. Amen. I can't get outside unless I pass through the door. Amen. You can't get to God unless you pass through the door which is Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to, to, to stop allowing people to tell us that there is more than one way to God. Scripture tells you that there isn't. In 2 Timothy 
chapter 4, verses 2 through 4, it says, people will not endure strong teaching. People will not endure strong preaching or teaching. They will get teachers that tickle their ears or tell them what they want them to hear. Amen. People will flock to individuals that will tell them what they want them to hear. And if they're not keeping them accountable for their lifestyles, they would rather sit and follow someone to say, yeah, you can live any old type of way God understands, or you can live on any old type of way because you're a king or you're a queen and you don't have to bow down to anybody. But I'm telling you, that type of teaching will not stand the day of judgment because the Bible declares that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So they will get teachers to tickle their ears. They don't want strong doctrine. Most people that go to church today don't even care what the doctrines or belief of the church are. As long as the church make them feel good and they got friends around and they got people around, they don't care nothing about the doctrine. They aren't looking for a service where they might be convicted of sin, but a service that makes them feel good. That's the sign of the times. Amen. They will turn to fables. Some people would rather do a 20-week study on angels, but would not do a one-week study on holy living. Secondary stuff. Stuff that don't, don't have no bearing on salvation or holy living at all. They would rather study that instead of really getting into the meat of the scriptures and find out how can I live holy and acceptable to God. But one thing that's good news as I close we see all those signs of the times, and there is many more, but I, I don't have the time. I wish I did. I don't have the time to preach this morning because I really want to keep your attention. Amen. But there are so many things, but those are key things that we can see right in front of our face that's going on in the church today, that's going on in the world today. But there is good news. The gospel will be preached. Matthew 24, 14 says, the gospel will be preached in all the world. And that is happening right now. Uh, that's being fulfilled, uh, fulfilled before our very eyes. With all the bad signs, there is a good sign that we can see. There are revivals across the world. People in Russia, South America, Africa, China, there are places that had walls built to keep, keep the gospel out, but now are places where the gospel is being preached even in schools. And I must say, places like that, they take it more serious. Why do you say that, Pastor Fletcher? Well, Bibles are so hard to get in places like that. So when people tend to memorize scripture, and they may have sections of the Bible, or they share Bibles throughout family, but they tend to memorize, or memorize, I should say, memorize scripture, and it becomes a part of them. Amen. We have Bibles everywhere in our house collecting dust. So the scripture, we can read it, but it never takes a hold of us. But those places, their revivals are coming up. They, they're, they're sending missionaries to these places. Prisons, we are seeing a move in the prison systems of people believing and accepting Jesus Christ as their personal savior. We're seeing people across the city, even 
Christian media is big now. There's companies that are Christian-based that we didn't see years ago that are now making productions. They're making Christian movies to get the gospel across. We got satellite coverage, internet ministries. Even this pandemic is causing the gospel to go to places that has never gone before. Well, then I, I see the skeptics out there that still may say, well, Pastor, there's still third world countries. There's still places that don't have internet. There's still places that you got tribes in, 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 in these uh, far third place countries. But scripture even say, even God's creation in so many words can bring a man to realize there must be a God. Amen. Mm -hmm. We're seeing revival. We're seeing the internet blow up Sunday after Sunday on, on Facebook and other platforms People are preaching and teaching the word of God. They really, they never really thought about that until this pandemic. The world, the word is being spread, my friends. And this is just another sign of the times. Again, this message is not a scare tactic. This message is just to get you insured. Amen. We have insurance on our houses. We have insurance on our cars. We have insurance on our life. We have insurance on our health. I'm offering you in eternal life insurance. Amen. That's what I want to offer you today. Because you can know once you close your eyes for the final time that you'll wake up in the presence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the world is showing us the sign of the times that he may be on his way back. These are just a few of the sign of the times. The fact of the matter is Jesus is coming. My question to you is, are you going? Amen. You, you should be able to make a conscious effort. If you would just ask yourself, be honest with yourself. When nobody else around, be honest with yourself. If you were to die today, within the next minute or so, where will you spend eternity? I don't want to hear I don't believe in life after. Just think of it with an open mind, with a possibility. What will happen to me? No, you're not going to become worm food. You're not going to come back as a dog or cat. You're not going to come back. You are going to still be you. Your soul is what makes you. Where is your soul going to spend eternity? He's coming. The key thing is being ready when he comes. The Bible says in an hour that you think not. You don't know when. That's why Jesus Christ himself said, I don't know when the Father will send me back. Nobody knows. We can see the signs, but even we see the signs of time, nobody knows when Jesus Christ is coming back. Nobody knows when this world is going to end. Nobody knows. But the Bible says he will come as a thief in the night. And anybody that has gotten their house broken into or whatever, they don't know when the thief is coming because they'd be prepared and ready, right? He will come as a thief in the night at the blink of an eye. Well, let me correct it at the twinkling of an eye, which is quicker than a blink. That's when Jesus Christ is coming back. Maybe everyone says you're a great person. Maybe everyone thinks uh, you're good and you're a sure thing for heaven. But I got to ask you, if you have not put your trust in God, no matter how good, no matter how great you are, you will not go to heaven. It's not based on works, but it's based on your position in Christ Jesus. 
You might have all the knowledge of the world. You might think you know everything. But the Bible clearly says in Matthew 6, 33, just to um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Your priority in life is to seek God. With all these signs that's going on, I still can't tell you when Jesus Christ is coming back. But I can tell you one thing for sure. Just be ready. You may be out there and you have not made that conscious decision yet. I implore of you to make that decision. I'm asking you, don't worry about mama, daddy, sister, brother, friends. You need to make this choice for yourself because when you come before the judgment of God, you're not gonna be able to blame mama, daddy, sister, brother, friends. He is going to look at you and ask you, what did you do with the information that was given to you? The sermons that was preached, the teachers when you was driving down the street, you happened to pass a radio station that was talking about Jesus Christ and the gospel. What did you do with all that information? It's on you. The ball is in your court. But we can help you. Put your trust in God. You just give us a chance. Look, church, I love you. God bless you. And I can't wait to see you again. Those of you that visit us today, thank you. And I hope that you will return. But those of you that have not placed their trust in God and you still listening to this at, at this point, I want to pray with you. Father God, we love you. We thank you for this message. We thank you for this Sunday. Lord God, we ask that you continue to bless this ministry and continue to allow us to lift up the name of Jesus. Lord God, but there's some individuals out there that may not, might not have plus put their trust in you. And Lord God, we're praying for them right now. And sir, ma'am, if you're listening, you can repeat after me, Father God, I know I'm a sinner. Please have mercy upon me and forgive me for my sins. Lord God, I ask that you come into my life. Lord God, and I ask that your Holy Spirit live the life that you have planned for me through me. Lord, make this real to me. Let me feel your presence and help me apply the words that I've heard to my life. Lord, I thank you. I believe that your son died and he rose from the dead. And I place my trust in him. These things I ask in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. You pray that prayer. You can expect for the Holy Spirit to dwell in your life. You need to get in contact with a church that preached the gospel. Our information is printed, is, is located on our website. It is Redeemed Ministries Bible Church, 3601 Indiana, Kansas City, Missouri. Phone number is 816-301-4008. Or you can email me at Pastor A.L. Fletcher at yahoo.com. And you can even text at that number as well. God bless you. God keep you. I love you. And I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Redeem Ministries Podcast. Redeem Ministries Podcast is brought to you by the Redeem Ministries Bible Church in Kansas City, Missouri, 3601 Indiana Avenue. You can reach us at area code 816-301-4008 or you can email 
Pastor A.L. Fletcher at Yahoo.com. Again, text or call 816-301-4008 or email Pastor A.L. Fletcher at Yahoo.com. Please consider a donation that will help this podcast continue to give you the truth from God's word. You can go online at our website. Just type in Redeem Ministries Bible Church and hit the donation key. And we will appreciate if you consider a gift. God bless you and God keep you.